Today, this is my absolute favorite message of the series. We're going to talk about reset priorities. Reset priorities. If you're familiar with recovery programs, you may have heard this, this, little, this little saying I'm going to give you today. It's, it's called my life in five chapters. My life in five chapters. It, it goes like this. Chapter one, I went for a walk and I fell into a deep, dark hole and it took me a long time to get out. Chapter two, I went for a walk and I fell into the same deep, dark hole and it took me a long time to get out. Chapter three, I went for a walk and I saw the same hole. But this time I got too close to the hole and I fell into it. And it took me a long time to get out. Chapter four, I went for a walk, I saw the hole, and I decided to walk around it. Chapter five, I went down another street. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Take another street in 2017. That's what I want to tell you. Take another street in 2017. You see, most people's lives are the first three chapters. They're living their life with all of the wrong priorities, and they keep falling into the same deep, dark hole. Some people don't even know why they keep falling into the hole. They just know they're in the same hole again. Same bad habits, same wrong decisions, same problems, same issues, no victory. And they can't figure out why they keep falling into the hole. Matter of fact, at the beginning of this year, some of you have said, I've got a New Year's resolution. You started out January 1st, January 2nd with a blaze of glory. The first week of February... You say, well, there's always next year because you're back in the same hole again. And then some people make it to chapter four. And chapter four is, man, people are avoiding the hole. They, they've changed some of their priorities. They're getting some of the right priorities in their life. But, but they don't have all the right priorities. Their, their priorities are still somewhat out of whack because they're still going down the same street. And they, they keep walking near the hole and flirting by the hole. They're, they're not falling in the hole, but boy, they're getting awfully close to the hole all the time. And then some people make it to chapter five. And that is, there's a different street to take. There's a different pathway to take that will keep you from falling into the hole and that will lead your life to success. There is one priority, one priority that will keep you out of the hole, one priority that will change your life, one priority that will set your 2017 up for extreme success. Now, now this priority is talked about by a lot of Christians. A lot of Christians talk about this priority, but but a lot of Christ followers don't know how to live it out. That they don't know how to live out this priority in their life. And so what happens is they keep falling in the hole. They, they talk about God. They talk about church. They even talk about this principle. But they keep falling into the same hole over and over and over again. 
And when I, when I share the priority with you today, you're going to say, man, that's so simple. I've, I've heard that before. It's simple, but it's a lot like a phone app. A lot of people have smartphones today. And I have a smartphone, and you can pull out your phone. And my phone, I have a Bible app. I click on that Bible app. It just pulls up immediately. Read it this morning in my, my time with the Lord this morning. I pulled it up, just immediately opened it. I, I have a Pandora app. I click on the Pandora app, listen to it this morning. I opened it up while I was getting ready for church this morning. I, I worshiped in the bathroom. It just clicked on immediately when I touched the app. Uh, you, ha- you have a Maps app. You click on the Maps app. You put in the address, and immediately it'll tell you how to get to a particular area of the city or in, in, in any city. It, it'll give you the directions. And it seems so simple, but what most people don't understand is that there's a whole back-end process. There's a back-end system that took hours and hours and hours and days and weeks and weeks to get that program to function properly so that when you click it, it's just so simple and works so quickly for you. And the principle, the priority I'm going to share with you today, it's a lot like that phone app. It seems so simple. People quote it. They say it. But it's a little bit more complicated than A lot of people realize because people struggle to live it out. But if you could ever live this out, if you could ever get this priority down, if you could ever apply this priority practically to your life, it'll take you down another street. It'll keep you out of the hole. It'll get you out of a hole, and it'll set you up for 2017. Here is the priority right here, right here. Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek First, all locations, everybody say first, but seek first his kingdom, God's kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. This is the principle of priorities, the principle of first. So many people keep falling into the hole because they have wrong priorities. You see, friends, having the right priorities, is a, it, it begins with what you do first. There is power in first things. There's power in what you think first, what you say first, what you do first, what you spin first, what, what you put first in your life. There is power in first things. And it's so important that we understand this. If you're, if you're a Christ follower, if you're not so glad you're here in this principle, if you can get this down, this priority, it'll change your life. And it's so important that we understand that God does not want to be on our list. He wants to be at the top of the list. God wants to be first in our lives. Following Jesus, being a, what we call a disciple, is about reordering your list. It's about reordering the priority of your list. Jesus doesn't want to be second. He doesn't want to be third. He doesn't want to be 45th. He doesn't want to be 100th. Jesus wants to be first on your list, and you have to reorder your list to make Jesus first on your list. Jesus does not want to be a part of your life. He wants to be the leader of your life. And some people believe this. They say, well, God, you know, God's just happy with me. He's okay with me. He's on my list. He doesn't want to just be on your list. He wants to be the top of your list. He wants to be the center of your life. He wants to be your top priority. The goal is to reorder your list, not just getting Jesus on your list. You have to understand this about your heavenly father. God will not settle for second place in your life. He won't settle for second place. 
Let, let me just show this to you because it's so key because so many people are trying. They want, they, they want Matthew 6.33. They, they want God to provide for all of their needs. They want God to show up in their life. They want to have a great 2017. They don't want to keep falling into the hole. And you have to understand something. God has to be first. He has to be the number one priority. Back in Exodus chapter 20, the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20, verse 3 says this. God says, you shall have no other gods before me. This is actually the very first of the Ten Commandments. And the very first of the Ten Commandments, number one is this, do not put anyone or anything else before me. God said, listen, I want to be first. And when I'm not first, you know what happens? People fall into holes. And it takes them a long time to get out. Matter of fact, when you read the Old Testament, the, the Bible is just so fun to read. I love reading the Bible. You read the Old Testament. You know what you find out about Israel? That this, this, this was God's chosen people in the Old Testament. And you know what, you know what they do? They, they have this struggle of priority. You read the Bible, they, they, they have moments when they're putting God first and God is blessing them and taking them to the promised land and just amazing things. And then all of a sudden, Israel moves God down the list. And God becomes number three or four or five or ten or twenty. And, and you know what happens? God, God, God's hand's not on them like, 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 like they were experienced. His protection is not with them. And then we find in the Bible they start getting into exile. Other nations start capturing them. They, they find themselves in trouble. Then they would repent. They would call out to God, oh, God, we're sorry. We put you first again. And then God would send a judge or a king or a leader to, to lead them out of the, the, the hole that they got themselves in. And you know what happened? Israel would move God down the list again. God would no longer be a priority. He would move down the list. Guess what happened? They would fall in the hole again. Then, they, Oh, God, help us. We put you first. We repent. God pulled them out of the hole again. And God says, listen, guys, there cannot be another God before me. I will not settle for second place in your life. And how many know God can do that because he's God? Come on, somebody. He, 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 can, he can make that kind of request. He's God. You slip into the New Testament in James chapter 4 and verse 4. Uh, I, I love this out the message Bible. It's great in any translation, but the message just makes it just so vividly clear. He says this, you're cheating on God. A lot of translations says, you adulterers. He says, you're cheating on God. If all you want is your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up enemies of God and his way. And do you suppose God doesn't care? You think God just, he ought to be clapped. He's on my list. It says the proverb has it that he's a fiercely jealous lover. And what he gives in love is far better than anything else you'll find. It's so important that you understand that it bothers God when his people cheat on him. God's not okay with you allowing something else to be first place in your life. And when God's not first place, you know what happens? People can't figure it out. They keep going, I don't know why I keep falling in this hole. I can't figure it out. I'm in a hole again. They can't, they can't figure it out. And when God's not first place, you'll always find yourself in a hole. God won't settle for second place in our lives. Luke chapter 14, verse 25. It says a large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, if you want to be my disciple, if you really are serious about 
following me? He says, you must hate everyone else by comparison. Your father and mother, wife and children, brother and sisters, yes, even your own life. And then Jesus makes another shocking statement. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. I'm not going to settle for second place in your life. He says, every other relationship, it ought to look like hate in comparison to me. This is strong, strong language Jesus is using. Let me help you understand what this is saying. God doesn't mind you loving your dad, your, your mom, your spouse, your children, your family, your friends. He doesn't mind you loving other people, other things. But let me tell you what he does mind. If you love anything or anybody more than you love God, God, God that bothers God. If anything is ahead of God on your list, you need to reorder your priorities or you will end up in a hole and it will take you a long time to get out. Or you find yourself in a hole and you don't make God the priority, it'll take you a long time to get out. But Jesus said this. He says, here it goes. Here it goes, gang. Here it goes. You want a, good, you want a great 2017? You want me to bless your life? Here it goes. Seek first. I don't want to be second. Seek first the kingdom of God. Put me first. And everything else you're chasing after, everything else you're making a priority, everything else you're pushing me down the list to, to accomplish and to achieve and to chase after, so I'll add those to your life. I'll take care of you. I'll meet your needs. Listen, church, in 2017, don't be consumed with your needs and wants. Be consumed with having the right priorities. Now, now a lot of people are they're consumed with their, their needs. They're consumed with their wants. And God says, no, 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 no. Seek first me. I don't even mind if you seek. You, you need to work. You, you need to take care of your family. You, you, you need to seek some other things. But seek me first. Be consumed with having the right priority. Putting me first. And all these other things will be added to your life. Listen, a life of anxiety and stress is not about unmet needs. It's about wrong priorities. It's about wrong priorities. When you have a life of stress and anxiety, you can look and say, my priorities are out of whack. And God says, if you will put me first, if you'll do this, I'll provide everything else you need. A.W. Tozer said it like this in this way. He said, as God is exalted to the right place in our lives, a thousand problems are solved all at once. Wow, that, that's so true. When we learn, and it's more, it's like, a, it's like an app. I, go, I know that's great. I know that verse. I've heard that before. <laughs> but living it out can be more complicated. But if you can ever learn how to live this out and put God first, it's a game changer for your life. It'll take you down an entire different street that you don't even know exists and set your life up for success. So the question would be this, how do we put God first? Practically, how do we seek first God's kingdom? I want us to examine that today so that we can experience the other side of that verse. All of these things will be added to you as well. Our issue is always about wrong priorities. Number one is this, how do we put God first? How do we put God first? Give God the first of every year. Give God the first of every year. Begin every year by putting God first. First, let me talk to you practically. 
So at People's Church, one of the ways that we do that is every single January, we have a season of prayer and fasting. Say, Pastor, why do we always do it in January? Because January is the first month of the year. And the first month of the year, we put God first. We seek God. We pursue his presence. We deny ourselves. We fast as the Bible lays out. We give up food. We give up television. We give up social media so that we can pursue God. And we're simply saying this, God, we know we need you. I don't know about you. I can't make it through 2017 without God. I need his hand. I need his touch. I need his guidance. And so we put God first at the beginning of every single year because I believe with all of my heart there's power in first. Put God first at the first month of the year, he'll bless the other 11. Put God first. Now, we're not legalistic at People's Church. If you didn't fast in January, that's all right. You can begin today, Super Bowl Sunday, and miss out all that food. Miss out on all of it and just fast. Let God know he's first in your life. No, I'm, I'm teaching you a principle because so, so many people don't know how to put God first. They know how to quote a verse, but they don't know how to live the verse. They have to get the back-end system, the back-end programming. And you got to put God first. Prayer and fasting is something that we do because we put God first. You say, Pastor, how do I put God first at the beginning of every year? Here's, here's the second thing. At the beginning of a new year, evaluate what's out of order in your life. Evaluate. Why am I in this hole? Why is it not going well? Evaluate. Here's something that I have a habit of doing. So at the, at the end of every single year, I evaluate how the last year went. So that's just what I do. Every year I just go, how did that go? Where did I miss it? Where was I right? Where was I wrong? What, what, what priorities may have got out of order? And then in January every year, it can be right now at the beginning of February, you got 11 more months left. What I began to do is make, begin to shift, make changes. I said, there's some things that got out of whack. There are some things that are out of order. I'm not going to have the same year and repeat the same old problems and habits. So 2016 is, here's, I, I've evaluated. God's helping me. He's showing me some things where I missed it. So I'm going to make some changes in 2017. My wife and I talk about it. We talk with our children about things we're going to do different this next year because we're evaluating our priorities. We're evaluating. Listen, you got to sit down and evaluate. What, what, what in your life is out of order? Would you be honest with yourself? Would you be honest with God? Ask yourself this question. Is God at the top of my list? Ask yourself this question. Am I seeking God first? Ask yourself this question. Are there areas in my life that are out of order? And now start making the changes to get them in order to honor your heavenly Father. If our priorities are right, it will keep us from falling into holes. If you're in a hole, you get your priorities right, it will get you out of the hole. Number two is this. First, you give God the first of every year. That's how you seek God first. Number two is give God the first of every month. The first of every month. First, let's look at our schedule. Let's practically learn how to seek God, the back end to the program. How do we seek God? At the beginning of every month, ask yourself this question. Am I spending my time the way that God wants me to? Am I spending my time the way that God wants me to? Here's what the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Are you spending your time in wise or unwise ways? The scripture says, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. 
Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. You need to understand what the Lord's will is so that you can make the most of every opportunity. Are you spending your time in a way that honors God? Is it the Lord's will the way that you spend, you're spending your time? Are you spending the amount of time that God would want you to spend with your spouse? Are you spending the amount of time that God would want you to spend with your children? Are you spending the amount of time that God would want you to spend cultivating godly relationships and, and friendships? And let me just say this today because it's, it's a great season in our church at the beginning of a, of a year and the second month of the year. We, we have our small group training going on today at all of our campuses today, this coming Wednesday, and also Sunday. It's in your bulletin. There'll be free pizza after the last service today. Come. We'll train you as a small group leader so that you can gather some people and help them cultivate some godly relationships. How are you doing? Do you ever look at your month and go, am I spending my month in the way that God would want me to? In this season of your life, the season Tiffany and I are in, we have four children between the ages of 13 and 8. They're, they're a big part of what God's called us to do in this season. So yesterday, we had five basketball games. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. All day long. It's my job on the side. Praise the Lord. But I'm saying, they got my time. I'm there. I'm engaged. I want to spend my, I have to evaluate. Am I spent? Because I could have been traveling. I could have been speaking out. I could have been doing a conference. No, 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 no. In this season of my life, this is what God's called me to do with my time and in my schedule. How are you doing? How are you doing? Give God the first of every month. Here's the second one. Your schedule. A second area is with budgeting, with your budget. Every month, put God first in your finances. Here's what the Scripture says in Proverbs 3 and verse number 9 and 10. Honor God with everything. I, I love this verse. Just everything. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first. Come on, everybody say first. We're talking about first things first. Give him the first and the best. Your barns will burst. Your wine vats will brim over. Put God first in your finances by giving to God first. First, every month, give to God first. There's power on first things. Let me show this to you scripturally. It's, it's a powerful example of how, how there's power on first things. Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 through 4, excuse me, 3 through 5. This is a story about the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, and their children, Cain and Abel. I want you to see their, their offspring, their, their children. It says, in the course of time, Cain brought some of the first fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. Notice he brought some. It was not the first. He just brought some to the Lord. Verse 4 says, and Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn, first, the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. And he got so angry that he actually killed his own brother. And the reason that God did not look favorably on Cain's offering was because Cain did not give God the first. He did not give God the best. He basically gave God what was left over. He ate all of his stuff and said, well, I'll give this little leftover to God. But Abel said, I'm picking the firstborn. God's going to get the first and the best and God looked favorable upon his offering. What you have to understand is there is power on first. God does not want to be second. 
He doesn't want leftovers. God says, I want you to seek me first. This is something my wife and I have, have applied to our lives. The, our entire marriage, we'll be married 20 years this year, our entire marriage, this has been a principle that we live by. Put God first. And, and practically, how do we do that in every area? And so when my wife and I, we got married, we lived in Missouri. And we, we believe in tithing. So we, we believe we returned the first 10% of our income back to God to the local church where we worshiped. So there was a church called Evangel that we attended and, and every month. Come on, how many of you had, had checks back in the days? Come on, you wrote you checks for everything, all your bills, checks, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. How many of you still got old school? Come on, what about check people? Like, all right, oh, come on, yeah. yeah. Well, back in those days, me and Tiffany wrote out checks. And so, you know, we, we, this is what we've always, I'm telling you, this is how we live our life. The first check we write out is to God, to the local church where we worship. It's just, that's, God's getting it. We're not going to pay our bills first with the OG, and he's not going to get it first. We're not paying. No, God is, God is going to get the very first check. He's going to get 10% of our income. The tithe, 10% of our income, belongs to God, and we, we've always done that. Now we're new school. We, we give online. Come on, somebody, new school. Where are the new school people at? Come on, online bills, online. So we're new school now, but we have our account set up. The first money that comes out of our account every month. Matter of fact, I have it set up. Bills come out. After, I make sure a day or two before, my tithe comes out. Because it's just our way, my wife and I, to say, God, you're first. We're putting you first. And here's what I'm telling you. If you'll give God the first 10%, God can do more with 90% than you can do with 100%. It's really true. It's re if you will put God first in the area of your finances, you'll give him the first 10%, he'll bless the other 90%. Try it. Just honor God. Every single month, put God first and watch him work in the area of your finances. There, there's a third area. I want you to see it. So, for, so, so, so we're talking about how to put God first practically. Give God the first of your year. Give God the first of your month. Number three is give God the first part of your week. Give him the first part of your week. So, so, so put God first every week by attending church on Sundays. Let me talk to you about that. The early church... If you study history, used to attend church on Saturday. But then this powerful event happened called the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when that event took place, they decided, we're going to start worshiping on Sunday, not only because Jesus rose on Sunday, but also because they decided we don't want to worship at the end of the week. We want to begin our week worshiping God. And so they began to worship God on Sundays and have church gatherings on Sundays. And here's what I want you to understand. If you will put God first the first day of the week, he'll bless the rest of your week. It's just the principle of first. Put God first. Here's what the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. Not giving up meeting together. This is referring to worship services. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And it's easy to get in a bad habit where maybe it's ball games and children and activities. And, and next thing you know, you have a habit of, of not coming to church, and boy, that's an easy way. Now you're going to fall into a hole. Some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Here's a guarantee. Here's a guarantee. I want to give you this guarantee. There's 47 more Sundays left in the year, Kyling, this one, 47. I guarantee you this. If you will be in church the next 47 Sundays, well, I'm not being legalistic, as many Sundays as you can, 40, 42, 40. You be in church as many Sundays as you can. Here's my guarantee. Your life will be better this year than it was last year. 
If, I'm, just, I'm just telling you, if you'll put God first, if you'll give him the first part of your week, he'll bless the rest. If you're hearing the word and you're worshiping and you're not neglecting God's house, you're saying, God, I'm putting you first. I'm going to be in God's house every single Sunday that I can. God will bless the rest of your week. I'm telling you, your life will be better. Not only better, your life will actually be different. <laughs> it really will. Just, just try it. Oh, pastor, I'm telling you, you're going to keep falling into that hole. You can fall in that hole because there's another street you can take, and some of you have never taken that street. Make God's house a priority every week in your schedule and watch what it does for your life. Here's another area about giving God the first part of your week, and that is this. Take one day off every single week. The Bible says six days you shall work. Everybody say work because there are some people that got the principle opposite. They think I'm going to rest all the time. Well, that's not biblical either. You're like, yeah, pastor, rest, preach rest. You got to work first. You work first, and then one day off. You work, you work six, you take off one. And this is a principle of putting God first. You say, Pastor, people don't know. I want to seek God first. And they say it, but they don't know how to do it. How do you do this practically? Work six and take one day off a week. It's a way that you honor God. You're trusting God. God really can accomplish more in six days than you can in seven days. If you will trust him, if you will honor him, if you say, God, I'm going to rest one day a week because your word says that you modeled it for me. You created the heavens and the earth in six days and you rested one day. It's just another, and I fight for this. I have to fight. I'm, I can be a workaholic. I like to work, but I discipline myself to take 24 hours off in a week where I don't even check social media. I don't check email. I unplug. I work hard at it. And you know why I work hard at it? Because I want to put God first. That's really only, that's why I do it. Because I like to work. But I want to put God first in my life. I want to seek first his kingdom. Number four is this. Number four is this. So give God the first of your year. Give God the first of your month. Give God the first of your week. Number four, give God the first part of your day. First part of your day. My pastor friend, Chris Hodges, he calls it the first 15. I love that, the first 15. Everybody has 15 minutes to give God the first part of your day. So first 15, spend five minutes praying, five minutes reading your Bible, five minutes worshiping. Come on, that's just one worship song, five minutes, one worship song. Everybody has 15 minutes. And what I do, and I am legalistic about it, the first thing that I do when I wake up is I talk to God and read my Bible. I just, it's the first, I don't want to check email, I don't check social media, I'm not, I'm not checking text. The first thing that I do is I talk to God. Did it this morning. Do it every morning. Read my Bible. Because I'm putting God first. I'm seeking first God's kingdom. So, Pastor, I'm a night owl. Well, try early. I'm not trying to be legalistic with you, for you. I'm just telling you I believe in the principle of the first. If you'll give God the first part of your day, he'll bless the rest. I just really believe seek first. Seek first. The psalmist said in Psalm 63 and verse 1, Oh God, you are my God. Early. Everybody say early. Woo. For me, that's 5, 5.30. 6 a.m., I'm by myself, reading God's word, praying, worshiping. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. You in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Here's another guarantee. Here's another guarantee. If you, for 2017, will give God the first 15 minutes. You, some of you have never done this. If you will give God the first 15 minutes, I'm telling you, your life will be better by the end of this year. 
not only better, it'll be different. Just try it. Give God the first 15. Every day, give God the first 15. Quit, quit watching the news and television and, and learn, give God the first and watch how different your life will look. The first 15. You give God the first, he'll bless the rest. Our issues are never about unmet needs. They're always about wrong priorities. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things you're trying to make the top priority. He'll add them to your life as well.